Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello, I'm John Norman, and welcome to a brand new TalkSport Cricket podcast following on. Over the next two months, the TalkSport team will be following the fortunes of the England cricket team as they take on Sri Lanka in three tests, five ODIs, and a single T20. And TalkSport will be with them every step of the way. So what is following on about? Well, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Following on from the day's play, and even on non-playing days, this will be a daily show from Sri Lanka, West Indies and beyond. An ever-changing cast of names will guide you through the day's events with exclusive player content, reaction to the action, a glimpse into life on the TalkSport tour bus and as much cricket as it's possible to squeeze into one show. Today I'm joined by a man who was on duty the last time TalkSport had rights to a tour in this part of the world. He's covered major sports tournaments the world over. He's a presenter, top commentator and a good friend, Andrew McKenna. And he's a man who's had more experience of touring Sri Lanka than one of England's newest stars, Ollie Stone. Um, I've never actually been, it's my first time. So, yeah, I've heard a lot about it, uh, a lot of good things. Obviously, heard a few things that the pitches aren't ideal for fast bowling, but something I'm looking forward to getting stuck into and hopefully I can do well. No such problems for a man who's represented Sri Lanka over 600 times, though, at the former captain, Mahela Jaya Wardener, part of Talk Sports commentary team. But he admits... He's outnumbered. It is going to be strange. I was just first thing I saw was like I'm going to be the long, lonely warrior in that entire group. So I, I will get a lot of slack if the boys don't play well. But hopefully Sri Lankans will do me proud. So then I could actually go and go and have a go at them. We will hear plenty more from both Mahela Jarwardner and Ollie Stone, plus Marcus Truscothic, England's first training session, and a trip to the High Commission for the Talksport team. You're listening to Following On. So, Maka, after a long flight, uh, a few lost bags or two, uh, here we are, back again. The Peace Sara, hot and humid, historical, bags of character, ahead of a two-month tour, which is uh, going to feature a whole new chapter for English cricket. Hopefully it's going to be an exciting one. Plenty to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely, and it starts proper. As we were arriving, so were the England team, and they've now got to get used to Sri Lankan conditions. And when you consider that only a week or so ago... They were playing county championship games in England. To suddenly come here and get into white ball mode in these conditions, this is going to be an eye-opener for all of them. I mean, we've just seen Jason Roy come out of the nets and he was puffing and chugging. He was saying how hard it was. He had had a 10-minute hit. You know, We're talking about a three-and-a-half-hour innings, potentially, if an opener goes through. That is going to be seriously hard. That's seriously hard. 
we're broadcasting this. We're just approaching the nets, aren't we? England just playing, uh, just going through their first net session. Good thing of the time difference as well. Back home, it's about half six in the morning uh, when they're going through their first drills. They've only been in the country for a couple of days now. And as you say, the sun is just starting to beat now. We're approaching midday Sri Lanka time. It is oppressive heat. What was interesting to me was Matt Pryor, who's part of our commentary team here on Talk Sport, speaking on the Sports Breakfast, and he said the thing that he found most difficult was the climate. Of course, you're coming up against foreign, in foreign conditions. You're coming up against, you know, wily spin bowlers, um, really talented cricketers. But it's the conditions. It's the amount of physical weight that he lost just batting. Um, and that's something that's very evident just in the first couple of days here in Sri Lanka. So that's going to be a huge test. What's also going to be a huge test is for some of these new guys that are in this ODI squad to break into what is a pretty set ODI and successful ODI side. Yeah, absolutely. The number one team in the world. And they've got there basically playing a pretty standard brand of cricket. Can that brand of cricket work here? Do they have to adapt slightly? Does that mean a slight change in, in the process in terms of the makeup of the team, how they're going to work it? They've not got much time to actually put all these things together, only a couple of games before the first match. So it'll be interesting to see how much they change. The other thing is, I don't want to be funny about it, but how much do they want to change? Because they've got to where they are by playing a certain way. They've got a World Cup next year in English conditions. You only need to tinker it for a few weeks, so you don't want to completely reinvent the wheel when you don't actually have to. So it'll be interesting to see how they play. The pitches are going to be slower and lower than what we've seen at home. There's a, you know, there's certain changes you have to make. But other than that, I think we'll still see England try and be England. But if they can... <laughs> I don't see them trying to go for the 400 route again. Because they'll all be flat out in A&E with dehydration if they try that. They might have to change it a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see how they go. Well, look, as a dragonfly that must measure a good four inches buzzes around your head, Macca, um, let's, uh, let's listen to an interview that took place yesterday. We went along, the TalkSport team went along to the High Commission, um, and you caught up with New England bowler Ollie Stone. Well, Ollie, welcome to Sri Lanka. Is it warm enough for you? Yeah, no, it's not as hot as I thought it was going to be at the start. But yeah, I've had a, I've had a few, uh, a few comments from a few people. But no, yeah, it's, it's nice. You guys got in yesterday. What was today about? Just getting the flight out of your legs. Have you done any meaningful work yet? Yeah, no, a uh, little session, little session in the gym this morning to keep ticking over. But yeah, just trying to, just trying to get that sleeping and yeah, like you say, recover from the flight. Obviously, first warm-up game's only a couple of days away. There's two warm-up games to get yourselves into it. How important to hit the ground running? Yeah, no, obviously it's important to, to start well. Um, yeah, the boys look in good shape and, yeah, like I say, hopefully get out there and put in some good performances. Obviously, there's been a lot of age group tours, um, Lions tours to Sri Lanka before. What's your experience of Sri Lanka? Um, I've never actually been. It's my first time. So, yeah, I've heard a lot about it, uh, a lot of good things. Obviously, had a few things that the pitches aren't ideal for fast bowling, but something I'm looking forward to getting stuck into, and hopefully I can do well. I was going to ask you that. It, it's If all the places in the world to pick, to start in in, in England, Colin, you wouldn't necessarily pick the subcontinent as a fast bowler. No, but it's, it's a great challenge, and like I said, something I'm looking forward to, and yeah, it's just great. I'm just great to be out here and yeah, represent my country anywhere is always nice. So hopefully, yeah, I can do that out here. What's the key to be fast through the air to make to take the pitch out of the equation? 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. Obviously, hopefully it'll it'll uh, get a bit of reverse swing out here and and yeah, just use your slower balls in the in the white ball format. What do you hope to do to put pressure on the selectors? How many games would you would you like to get out of this tour if you can? I'd like to get as many as many as I can. If I if I play one, I play one. If I play all of them, that'd be great. I'd, yeah, it's, it'd just be a dream come true to to play for the play for my country and yeah, whatever whatever comes of it, it would be great. They always say you want to get picked when you're playing well. Well, you certainly have been playing well this this county year. Do you feel as good as you possibly could do coming into this? Yeah, no, I've had a had a good run of games um, coming into this, and yeah, finished the season strongly. So yeah, I guess I can't be in a better place. And yeah, like you say, hopefully I get my chance. Well, as I say, a couple of games to go to, to get yourself into it. Good luck in those, and, and hopefully we see you in, in the full colours. Lovely, thank you very much. Ollie Stone, who we saw going through a warm-up earlier today, he was actually taken off by one of the, um, um, the the coaches here, put through his own paces, away from a, a very vocal and competitive game of football that took place on the outfield here at the Pisara Stadium. Not necessarily the highest of quality at the time, though, was it? I don't know. Johnny Bairstow's a tiger, I must admit. He, he, he plays football in much the same way that he approaches one-day batting. Uh, but that's a story for another day. Interesting to hear what Ollie Stone had to say. Obviously, a huge challenge at waiting him, part of the ODI squad and also the Test squad. Uh, let's hear what uh, Somerset and former England opener Marcus Truscothic had to say about the challenges that await him. So I've not seen Ollie for a couple of seasons. He's had a various injuries and obviously Somerset and, uh, and Warwickshire are in different divisions over the course of this summer but watching a little bit on um, TV and videos and stuff that we've seen he's looked very very impressive um, when, when we first played against him Somerset against Northads before he moved to, to Edgebaston um, you could see that he had something quite nice you know there was an extra little bit of pace compared to other people he had a good action where it was quite strong yes he struggled with a few injuries in, in between now and then um, but he's really sort of stepped up for, for Warwickshire this season. So it's a great opportunity if you can go over there and bowl well and forge a position for yourself. And, you know, the, the team is almost crying out for that something a little bit different. Um, we have bowlers at the top of the order who are good with the new ball, who can swing it well. Um, we just maybe need that little bit of X factor from somewhere in the middle to change a game when the, when the pitch goes flat and the ball potentially goes old and you might need it to reverse swing. So the opportunity is there for him. Marcus Strascothic speaking to James Savundra there. So a big challenge for Ollie Stone uh, and a big challenge for a lot of the New England players that are in this squad to try and stake their claim in this side or even squad ahead of the World Cup next year. Now, um, obviously you find us here, myself, John Norman and Andrew McKenna at the Pisara Stadium, at one of four cricket stadiums inside what must be about a square mile in Colombo. You know, it's absolute uh, dream for anyone associated with cricket. And whilst Ollie Stone might not have uh, too much experience. One of the members of TalkSport's commentary team, I'm absolutely delighted to say he's going to be joining us for the ODI, is Mahela Jaya Wardener. And Maka, you caught up with him yesterday at the embassy as well. Well, first things first, the TalkSport commentary team has been announced and we're delighted to say that Mahela Jaya Wardener is joining us in the team and I'm even happier to say that he's with me now. Mahela, welcome along to the TalkSport team. Um, you are very, very welcome. What are you expecting from this series? Um, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. It's a great setup. Uh, some of the guys I've played some time ago as well in the team as well, so it's good. Um, but the series, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I know the Sri Lankan boys are not on a great um, uh, platform where after the Asia Cup where they had a couple of losses. Uh, the English, um, obviously, the in good confidence having beaten India in, in, in England so uh, still you know you still have the home advantage uh, playing at home 
Sri Lankans have something to prove uh, the fans and for everybody else that you know they they're still a good team. Um, so they'll be really up for it. Uh, but it's a strong England um, setup as well for them to come here. A lot of the guys, I think, are coming for the first time to the first time to Sri Lanka. So it'll be a good challenge. And at the same time, at the same time that um, uh, you know, it's just going to throw a different challenges. But the the experience. If you look at the two teams, I think the experience goes with the English boys because they've played a lot of cricket together and they've travelled here. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think you know, it'll be a very good uh, one-day series up front and then a, then a test matches at the back end. You mentioned home advantage. How much will Sri Lanka play on that? I mean, I'm thinking back to, to 2001 when you were playing, when we did that series. How much did you guys deliberately use home advantage there and how much will this team use it this time? Well, I think um, it's it's you don't have to use it deliberately, but at the same time, you know you, you, the slowness of the wickets, the spinning wickets, having uh, predominantly a spinning attack. Obviously, the Sri Lankans will look to use that to their advantage. I mean, that's what they did against South Africa. That's what they did against Australia. I mean, you, you try and do that, but I don't think it'll be uh, going to the extreme levels. But it's just to create that, obviously. Uh, when you go to England, you're not going to get spinning tracks. You get good hard surfaces, which will swing up a bit of uh, grass on top as well. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be a good challenge. But I don't think to the extreme levels, but it'll be to the advantage of the local team. You mentioned the Asia Cup, two defeats, two big defeats as well, and that has led to some changes. How surprised were you with the performances of the team in the Asia Cup and the, the changes that have been made? Do they look right to you? Well, I was very surprised because the preparation um, leading up to that against South Africa, the boys played really good cricket. So um, I, I honestly don't know what happened in in, in um, UAE with the Asia Cup. It was two tough losses. I mean, they they never look they never look great. Um, you know, the batting especially let them down. Um, so that's something that they need to rectify. Obviously, there have been changes. A new captain. Um, the personnel have changed as well. Some of the places. Um, bit disappointed that Angelo is not being picked but obviously they have their reasons for that um, he's been really good in the middle order so that's a big loss for Sri Lanka but it's an opportunity for someone else to step in and, and try and take control so um, yeah I mean they're in a bit of a situation where they need to probably sit down have an honest discussion among themselves I mean usually teams have to do that and they're in crossroads and they need to make sure that they'll be very honest to themselves and realise um, how well they need to perform. From the squad that's been picked, who do you believe is the standout player for Sri Lanka? Who, who will England be most concerned about? Well, I think the experience of Upul Taranga, for me, uh, right at the top of the order, I don't know whether he'll open the batting or come, come in the middle, since Angelo is not there. So he, he's a key player and always Chandimal is the captain. Um, but the X factor remains still with a player like uh, Kusal Janit Parra, who could actually take the game away from from any opposition. So if he's on the day, it'd be good. Akila, obviously uh, a bowler that England boys haven't played much. Uh, so he'll be someone that I would say in these conditions would, would create some problems. But um, Lasit's back, which is a good thing in the sense that gives that bit of experience in that bowling attack and a bit of variety so all in all I'm, I'm looking forward to this and it'll be a good five wonders. 
the Sri Lankan series against England is always a good one because obviously the England fans come out and they really make themselves known. Is this a series the Sri Lankan public enjoy? Yeah, I mean, I think they will because I think they want to get behind the boys, uh, especially after the Asia Cup. You know, there were a lot being said and a lot being done, and I think genuinely fans always, you know, back the back the Sri Lankan team. So. They'll be looking forward to the one days. It's good that they're starting with the one day, so it'll create a bit of atmosphere, and hopefully our boys will, you know, start well, and that will create more buzz. And especially we are playing outstation places like Tambula and Candy. They'll always, they'll always uh, have crowds coming and supporting the team. Just finally, you mentioned at the start that in the Talksport team, there's guys that you've played against. How are you going to be looking forward to sharing a commentary box with Darren Goff, with Mark Butcher, with? Mike Atherton, it's, it's going to be a bit strange, isn't it? It is going to be strange. I was just first thing I saw was like I'm going to be the long, lonely warrior in that entire group. So I, I will get a lot of slack if the boys don't play well. But hopefully Sri Lankans will do me proud. So then I could actually go and go and have a go at them. But um, yeah, I mean it's going to be tough. You know, I'm being outnumbered properly, so I, I have to find some friends in that in that group. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mahela Jai-Wardner catching up uh, with Andrew McKenna there yesterday at the High Commission. We've made our way past the England uh, Nets now, uh, a lovely grass bank to the right of us. And coming up to the kind of scoreboard, Macca, that I wish you still got at English grounds. The amount of times I'm doing a report on TalkSport and I'm asked to score and I look up at the scoreboard and suddenly it's turned into an advert for, uh, for tea yeah. or something. But here at the Pisara, that's a, that's a proper old school gra- uh, scoreboard, isn't it? And it's a, a real old world feel to this ground as well. It's, it's a beautiful setting uh, and, a, and a lovely ground. It's a very traditional ground. A lot of the... The Colombo grounds are like this. Um, the Prima Dasa, where the One Day Internationals and the T20 are going to be played, that is a big bowl of a stadium. But these are far more, they feel like traditional cricket grounds, although there's a lot of building going on in, in pretty much all of them. There's certainly not a uniform stand going around. They're not identikit or anything like that. And as you say, they've still got the grass banks. It just feels like a proper cricket ground. But what it does feel like is when England are going to be practising here, they are going to have to work hard because originally they were day games, then they were made into 
late afternoon starts turning into to day nighters. They've now moved them back to day games, which means that England are going to be out in the full and proper heat and humidity. And I actually think that's probably the best thing for them. Work really hard, get it in the bank, and you'll find that the match is a little bit easier. I think that that's a pretty sensible way to go about. And this will be, it's a good ground, it's a good, they're going to not be tiny boundaries, it's, good, it's a good hit, um, it looks a decent square, plenty of uh, pitches for the groundsman to pick from, so it should be a good surface. It's what England need, you know, they've, they've only got a couple of days before they actually get properly into it, they've got to hit the ground running, so I, I, this to me looks like a decent location to kick it off. We heard from Mahela Jai Wardner and vast experienced former Sri Lankan captain, uh, part of the TalkSport team. Uh, and we also announced the TalkSport team, didn't we? There was uh, a lot of reaction on social media and hopefully a lot of pleasant surprise at the team we put together. Uh, not all are here, but throughout the course of the next couple of months on following on and across all TalkSport's coverage, you're going to be hearing the likes of Mahela Jai Wardner, Darren Goff, of course, um, who in some ways has been lost to cricket over the last 10 years. You know, he's been very successful as a, as a dancer on TV and then, of course, as uh, the, uh, one of the hosts alongside Adrian Durham of the Drive Time show. Uh, Mark Nicholas is going to be part of our team. Mark Butcher flying out very shortly. Matt Pryor texted me yesterday. He can't wait to get out here for the Test Series. And then, of course, we can you know, dip in to uh, a wonderful array of talent. Thanks to, to Sky Sports. Bumble, David Lloyd, who was part of our Champions Trophy coverage in 2017. Michael Aston, Nasser Hussain. Ian Ward, um, who's uh, equally as excited. And, of course, Rob Key. And it, it just promises to be something special, hopefully. That's what we're trying to put on here, isn't it? We're doing things for the first time, but we're... Uh, well, the first time for a while, I should say, because, of course, you have been here before for t- on TalkSport duty. Um, but it's a big challenge and, and one I know I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, unfortunately, um, we're going to have to try and buy an England cap from a supporters shop somewhere because we're about the only people in the team that don't have an England cap between us. So um, we are going to have to to go to work on that one. It's an incredible team. I mean, you've done an amazing job pulling that group of talent together. Um, we should stress, they're not all going to be in the commentary box at the same time. I mean, to use the phrase from Jaws, we're going to need a bigger boat if, if we were going to try and do that. It's going to be fantastic. All bases covered. You're talking about guys who watch cricket all around the world, who are watching the IPL, the CPL. They, they, these guys know, you know, Neil Manthorpe's part of the team. South Africa were the last team to come here. Neil saw that series. You know, his knowledge is going to be absolutely vital for us. Hopefully we can bring not only the sights and sounds, but a lot of experience and understanding to the coverage. And it's going to be brilliant. I mean, Mike Atherton was with us in South Africa back in 2004, uh, on very shortly after he'd retired uh, from playing. So he's, he's been as part of a TalkSport commentary team before, as has Mark Nicholas back in the day. So it'd be great to have them back on board. Look, it's a great team, and just hopefully the cricket will do it justice, because the truth of the matter is... We can put the best team together in the world. If the cricket ain't very good or it rains a lot, (laughs) unfortunately, there's not much we can do. Absolutely. Cricket is the story, isn't it? And we're going to let the cricket do the talking. Uh, It's not about us. It's about the 11 players who are going to be out on the field representing England, as they will be doing in a warm-up game here at the Pisara in a couple of days' time. So we walk past a, a very battered dog-eared white cricket ball which has uh, been left on the outfield. Mac has just picked it up and about to hurl it at somebody. Um, but uh, 
alongside the team that we've, we're bringing out here, of course, Sri Lanka is a tourist destination in its own right. Um, we've enjoyed the last 48 hours or so. Uh, um, in terms of the country itself, you've been here on a couple of occasions. You know, it really does hit pretty much every, everything that you want. It's got the climate. It's got very friendly uh, people. The food, if you, if you like spicy food, um, if you like things spicy then uh, you're going to enjoy being here. But, you know, in, the, in the, the time you've spent here, for those who've never been to Sri Lanka, those who are planning to come out for the tour, what would you say have they got to look forward to the most? An incredibly welcoming country. Very friendly, very hospitable. Generally speaking, the people here have a smile on their face all the time. Um, it, it's, it's a really happy place. It's an enjoyable place. You can come and have a lot of fun. There are, there are certain things. Just be a good tourist, you know, that, that, that's just be respectful of what people are doing, and you will have an absolutely great time. It's a brilliant country. It is hot. Remember, we're not a million miles away from the equator, so when the sun is up, it is hot. It is humid as well. Bring enough sets of clothes to have two outfits a day. You've already suffered from that. You've made a little bit of a fool of yourself at the uh, the High Commission last night. You ended up having to stand next to a fan so that you didn't get too much of a bead on. So, you know, you've got to bear these things in mind. You are going to get through a decent amount of clothing and you're going to peel it off at the end of the day because it's going to be very sweaty. But you know what? It's a brilliant place. You can get around here and live here on a pretty low amount of money. It's, it's expensive to get here to start with, but once you get here, it's brilliant. And you can do this on a budget, and you can come and watch cricket for very little money, and you will have a brilliant time. Uh, well, as the sweat patches continue to grow on the shirt, um, it, let me take this juncture to actually revisit an interview or a conversation you had yesterday at the High Commission. I'm James Doris. I'm British High Commissioner to Sri Lanka. I'm very lucky. I've been here for three and a half years, but this is the first time that we've had the England men's team coming. Uh, Two years ago, in November 2016, we had the women's team, and we had some fantastic cricket then, and we're looking forward to some great cricket over the next two months. It is a cricket-mad country. Does it it feel like it's actually sort of gone up a couple of notches with an England tour? You travel around Sri Lanka and you see cricket everywhere. It's the sort of place where, yes, you see serious matches going on. You also see boys with sticks and simple bats playing cricket by railway lines and by roadside. So, yes, this is a cricket-mad country. Um, it always goes up a notch before teams come. I was talking to the um, South Africans uh, just, just, uh, just, just earlier today, uh, and they were commenting about how well their team was received, and we are confident that um, our teams are going to be as well received. And, yes, people are excited. Obviously, being here for three and a half years, you, you've got used to a few of the, the tricks of how to get around the place and, and how the place works. Any advice for maybe some of the England fans coming for the games over the next few weeks? I think there's nothing special about Sri Lanka. Um, as everywhere, be sensible, respect local people, respect local rules. Uh, we produce very good travel advice, which is there to help travellers. You can get to it through the Foreign Office website. Um, be sensible and enjoy yourself. It is an incredible place. This, this is my fourth trip here, and it's, it's changed so much uh, in the last few years. It, it's ever-evolving, and I guess you've seen quite a lot of changes in, in the, sort of the time that you've been here too. I have. I arrived here just after the changing government, and there was a very significant change back in 2015 when the government changed. Looking at Colombo, for example, you can see too how the physical infrastructure in the city is changing. You can see new buildings going up. Uh, and this is a time of um, optimism in the country. There are problems, of course, but um, there's also real appetite and ambition to see the country moving forwards in the way that people want it to. 
And cricket's been such a driver. I mean, there's that famous story that, that back in the days of the Civil War, the only thing that was never affected was a day's play of cricket. That's how serious cricket is taken in this country. Cricket is so much of a driver for, for this country. In all of our countries, we see how sport unites people. Yes, Sri Lanka is a country where, uh, which, is, which has suffered from conflict, just as we've suffered from conflict um, in parts of the UK. But sport, great sporting events, and cricket for Sri Lanka is probably the sporting event, brings people together. It bridges boundaries of all sorts, ethnic, um, ethnic, religious, race, language boundaries, and people really come together behind the national team with a sense of pride and enthusiasm. You've got a fabulous house here. You've got throwing a great party for the two teams. You've got a whole load of other dignitaries coming as well. This is great, isn't it? This, this is, I guess, one of the, the real perks of being a commissioner for the British government, isn't it? Being able to throw parties like this. We're generously sponsored, um, but I have to say that you know this is a party with a purpose, and it's a party which um, celebrates a really, really important link between our two countries. Uh, we have hundreds of thousands of people who live in the UK of Sri Lankan origin. We have very, very strong connections, of course, through sport, not just through cricket, but through rugby and other games as well. We have links through tea and through music and through trade and through industry and through language and most of all through people. Um, so this is, a, this is a reception which is about bringing people together to celebrate something important which brings our two countries together and keeps them united in the way that they are and that is so important to us. So cricket is so important, therefore I imagine you're going to be going to about every day's play possible then? I think we've got 20 days play if all three test matches run to five days. Um, so I'm not sure I'll be allowed to get away for all the cricket, <laughs> but I'm certainly looking forward to, to, to seeing um, some of it, certainly. British High Commissioner James Dorries there with Macca, thanks to him and his family for their hospitality. Uh, and now we find ourselves uh, completing our circuit of the Pisora. Paul Farbrace just in front of me, a tennis racket in hand, serving half volleys to Joss Butler behind the stumps. So with fielding drills about to finish, and Macca off now to interview Liam Dawson. That's about it for following on today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We will be back tomorrow with exclusive interviews with England's ODI captain Owen Morgan, the coach Trevor Bayliss, and some of the Sri Lankan players as well. And you can expect following on to appear as a podcast around 3pm every day of the series. And you can listen to TalkSport 2's coverage of the Sri Lanka Test ODI and T20 series online via DAB or the TalkSport app. And to make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.